0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDIC.
1: Hello
2: and welcome to Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat with me, Karen Price.
0: And me, Hannah Jones. This podcast follows our journey as new puppy parents, asking the really big questions such as, is a bark as big as a bite? From walks to food, toys to mischief, stay with us as we take a sideways look at how our dogs, that's Bryn and Suggs, have transformed our lives.
2: We'll also be receiving top tips from our lovely guests including Strictly Come Dancing's Shirley Ballas, Rob and Dave from Cannon Hall Farm and many more. Today's guest is journalist Abigail Rabbit. We invited her on after reading her incredibly moving piece for the Team Dogs website on how her black lab Shadow was there for her after her mother passed away. It's especially close to my heart as I lost my wonderful mum four years ago. We learn more about Shadow and how Abigail believes dogs are a perfect tonic to help us with our grief.
0: So welcome to the delightful dog hair covered world of puppy parenting in Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat. Like poo bags, you should never leave home without us. Fetch, chase, eat, sleep, repeat. Brought to you by Pooch and Mutt, the health food company for dogs. Hey, car. What's that hand? Never guess what I'm taking, Bryn, tomorrow morning.
2: Oh, let me guess. To the park? To the no. coffee
0: shop? No. Oh. No, the poodle parlour. That's what we folks in the valleys call the groomers. He's having his bits done, but I want to keep him long, to be honest, because I quite like that shaggy dog look. Have you taken Suggs to one yet?
2: Do you know what? No, he is now six and a half months old, never been groomed, but he's looking, he's a, bit, looking a bit unkempt now, I must say. You know, like between his little paws, he's, he's got hair sprouting out, and where his collar is, the hair on his neck is getting quite long, and um, he definitely needs a cut so I, I did book him in so he's going in two weeks time. The woman who, who runs the grooming parlour was absolutely chock-a-block so I was lucky to get him in there. I'm glad in a way because I just keep looking at him going oh sucks, you're looking so unkempt lovely. I'm
0: embarrassed to walk him down Porthcourt Beach. She's so unkempt. What what you haven't done then?
2: Just a trim. She said, She said, has he been done before? I said no. So she said we'll trim his little, you know, nails and we'll, we'll give him a little all over trim and uh, beautify him really so uh, I can put his bandana
0: on him what you haven't got a bandana for that dog of you
2: I have my other half wasn't amused when me and the 10 year old left pets at home with a little bandana in our bag it's like blue and white and it's a bit florally but I think Suggs looks dead cute with it on he's only worn it once it's probably you know at the back of the cupboard now but when he's groomed I'm going to dig it out and put it on him what about Bryn?
0: I'm t- I'm taking him tomorrow, and I don't know how he's going to be, to be honest with you. And the woman who does it, she's absolutely fabulous, and she's got this, like little shed in the back of a garden. And it's all it's like all full of fairy lights or whatever, you know. So he's going to absolutely love it, but she gives him a bandana to come out and I just I just want to use it as an handkerchief I gotta be I'm like I don't want to put that on him and I don't want to be rude but anyway we go in tomorrow and he's going to have a little trimmaroon, but I, I take him in the shower with me cat I gotta be honest and I do go a little bit snap happy cutting round his nether regions and around his nose so at the minute he looks like he got a mullet
2: oh poor old Bryn ours does go in the bath so every kind of you know I don't know four weeks or something we'll, we'll chuck him in the bath on his own not with us or anything and uh, we fill it with this puppy shampoo and he loves it for a dog who will not go anywhere near the sea or anywhere near other water he sits in the bath looking delighted to have this water poured over him and and shampoo rubbed all over him so he has got a glossy coat just a very unkempt coat at the minute Each week on Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat, we welcome guests from all walks of life, or should that be, all walkies of life, to discuss their pooches and ask if they have any advice for new puppy parents.
0: In this episode, we meet Abigail Rabbit. As part of her job, she has looked after the Team Dogs social media pages, and it was on teamdogs.co.uk that she told her beautiful story about a new puppy in her life, Shadow.
2: Abigail joins on the podcast to discuss how Shadow helped her cope with the grief of losing her mum and why dogs can be therapeutic in our darkest times.
0: wanted to ask you. well what, what struck me about reading your story on team dogs about losing losing your mother was how sometimes we need to get out of our own way. Do you know what I mean? So you can be consumed with, I don't know, in your case, heartbreak. It could be breaking up with someone. It could be losing a job or whatever. But the dogs are always there because they always want to wee, don't they? They always want to be let out. And it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. There is something other than you that you need to take care of. So I'm just wondering if that was one of one of your reasons and if there was any kind of guilt around that as you were trying to sort it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there with what you're saying. It's that routine, isn't it? Because it's so easy to fall into a funk and to fall into the, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to talk to anyone or, you know, ever brush my hair or shave my legs again. I just want to sort of lay in a hole and stay there. And I think having a dog and getting shadow was a really good, I keep using this phrase, positive focus, because it meant I had to get up, I had to go for a walk, I had to let him out in the morning. And I think the same thing sort of applied for my dad as well. He used to love going out for walks and stuff. And it sort of all fell by the wayside, because we're all too sad to even sort of think about it. And they are just such a brilliant constant, because it's, being able to realign your brain and sort of think right whatever happens now not only do I have to take care of myself but I've got someone else to look after and I think for me personally I was looking after my mum quite a lot before she died you know cooking the dinners and sort of doing stuff around the house and then suddenly you know on the 8th of December all overnight it stopped and that for me I was I needed to fill a void and getting Shadow kind of really helped with that I think I mean and he's just the best kind of Person, person, dog, per, per, thing. <laughs> <laughs> to do that they are like people aren't they (laughs) yeah they are he has got a personality of a person to do that and you know you do you you get up with them and you stay up with them it's like having a baby
0: and what about the guilt thing then because it's it's an exciting time isn't it Karen and I are both puppy new puppy parents like you in a way and I took forever to try and persuade my, my husband to have one because he's got asthma and he says there's no such thing as an hypoallergenic dog I went I found one it's a cockapoo we're having him but I waited a couple of years you know because it kind of had to be right so how did you know it was right for you particularly because you're going through this awful awful thing and it's enjoyable time isn't it it's exciting it's new it gives you a new focus in life but there must have been lots and lots of stuff going on in your mind and your dad's mind as well
1: yeah I mean definitely I mean I don't think there was any right time I think my mum died in December and the funeral was put off quite a long time because of COVID and because of Christmas. So then when it came to the end of January, which is when we got him, um, I think we were just kind of had got to a point where the melancholy had been going on for a really long time. And though, as you say, you kind of have to think about, you know, the environment you're in and stuff. Can I care for this dog? Can I give it the life that it wants? And we definitely can and do. But in terms of guilt, I mean, I felt horrific. The night we brought him home, I went upstairs and was like, sort of left him downstairs with my dad and my boyfriend because I was like, I'm a horrible daughter. How? Why do I feel joy? Because I've got a puppy. This is, you know, I should be really not having anything positive at the moment. This is the one time in my life that I can be sad and not feel any guilt around it. And then I thought, actually... Do you know what? That's probably not the right way to be looking at this. This dog is going to give you a focus. It's going to give you something nice to think about. It's going to give you a reason to get up in the morning. And that's what my mum would have wanted. So that definite guilt and definite heartache about... Also that she wasn't here to enjoy it with us, I think, is another big thing. You know, she'd have loved it. And every time we'd have a puppy when we were growing up, she was the one that did the night shifts and had them in the bedroom with her running around. And I remember her, when I was little, getting up in the middle of the night and... I was went in there to check on the, the puppy. She went for a wee and the puppy was right in between her legs and we laughed about it. And now I know all of that, you know, far too well from my own experiences. And I did feel that guilt that she wasn't here, that I was enjoying something and maybe I shouldn't have been. But I do think ultimately it was definitely the right decision for us because he's been a little ray of sunshine in all of the darkness.
2: Do you think, Abby, that puppies know when we're down, when we're grieving. And have you got any examples of how Shadow has really helped like in your, you know, really darkest days and your darkest moments when you have felt like I don't want to get out of bed? Has Shadow sensed that and has he been there
1: for you? As I said earlier, dogs are so intuitive and they are so sensitive to our feelings and stuff and Shadow definitely is I mean it's it's just sort of lots of different things really I mean when puppies I'm sure you guys know all too well they don't like bedtimes too much um, and you kind of have to settle in and do the night shift with them and we were sort of all sleeping downstairs on various different sofas with mismatched blankets and all sorts and I think that that there was a really important time for me because I was really struggling to sleep in sort of the weeks after mum died because I would have bad dreams and I would feel really nervous and it was just I was really struggling so then I would be downstairs with him and he would be asleep on my lap and it would be this sort of overwhelming sense of calm that I hadn't felt for ages so there was that but then also I think probably just things like having some One to spend the day with, you know, we work from home now and I spend quite a lot of time by myself and he's just always around. You know, he's a personality, even if he is causing chaos, ripping things to shreds and doing sort of all sort of nightmarish things. He's amazing. And as I say, like even just having a friend to walk down the cemetery path with is a real saving grace for me.
0: Do you find yourself... Talking to him or talking to him about about your mother?
1: All the time. I think I must sound like a mad woman and have full conversations <laughs> with
2: him. You should hear me walking the dog. The conversations I have with him, I think I hope no one's listening, honestly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can fully relate to that. Sort of talk, talk to him about the day or say, right, what are we are going to do next? What's going to happen now? But then also, yeah, you know, having those discussions about what you feel. It's that sort of age old thing that they tell you as a kid that your, your pets can't spill your secrets. So you sort of do tell them everything that you're feeling on the on a deeper level and you know he puts that comforting paw on your lap and that's it's nice you know they're gonna love you no matter what you're feeling
0: so he's a black lab isn't
1: he he is yeah
0: have you always had black labs then because in your piece that you wrote on on team dogs which was just beautiful just so moving I mean you you said that you had a your previous dog stormed for 17 years. So that must've been a heartache in itself. And you, you know, that's a lifetime, isn't it? You know, that's all your formative years, really. So what's it about Black Labs? I've never met one. I've got to be honest. I'm putting it out there now. I've always had Spaniels and Jack Russell I had, who was a nutcase, a sheep dog and a Dulux dog. I grew up with a Dulux dog. And Karen hasn't experienced this yet because Karen's only now recently had her first ever pet. But like you, I I always had pets. And my first taste of grief was losing my dog that I had from birth aged about nine and that kind of sense even now I can feel my throat kind of tightening when I when I think of him and the day that it happened and you know all you kind of relive it and you never get over it I don't think but there's always something special about having an animal in your life
1: yeah definitely i mean thank you for what you said about my article it was it was actually quite cathartic to write it and it was nice to get all of that out and then black labs i think well probably one of the main reasons as shallow and as whatever this may seem was that a lot of us wear dark colored clothing and the hair won't show up
0: it matches it matches your sartorial elegance nice nice one
1: I mean, they do molt, but they, yeah, at least if it's black hair, then it doesn't matter if you're wearing a black dress because no one can see it. But I think also my dad really into all of the shooting and country pursuits and all of that stuff. So. Labs are a really good working dog, and you know they're bundles of energy, and they make great retrievers, obviously. And so that's another massive part of it. But yeah, what you were saying about Storm and that kind of—I was talking about it last night, actually, with my boyfriend. The day that he died, I can remember just as vividly as the day that my mum died. Obviously, two different types of pain, but it was really, really devastating because you know I would say that Storm was a bit like my brother because obviously, seventeen years—I'm only twenty-three, so that's a huge part of my. Life life that he was around yeah when we had to make the decision to have him put to sleep that was really really sad and it was I think the first time that I really saw my parents like really in pain like you know the the of witnessing that and it was it was near Christmas again, December isn't a particularly lucky month for me at this rate and it was just sort of very raw for a very long time and I cried for weeks and weeks afterwards and it's that sort of emptiness of you just get used to having a personality in the house, don't you? Just hearing the footsteps in the night and all of that stuff and I could still convince myself that I could hear him um, even weeks after. So yeah, it was it was very painful and it's the first big heartache that you feel, I think, losing a pet.
0: I t- I totally agree. I, I I remember walking down to my friend's house when um, his name was Tudor. My Dulux dog, you know, he was massive, and he, he was there when when I was born. He died about like nine stone, so he, he was just huge. This little dog, this little dog was massive. <laughs> he was like Snowbit. He followed me down to the end of the street, you know, and I went, Tudor, go home now. You can't come swimming with me. Go home, and I shouted at him to because he was being naughty, and it was a lot. La- oh God, I'm even going to go now. And it was it was um it was the last time I. I spoke to him, oh my God, this was like nearly 45 years ago, my God. And I, I shouted at him to go home because um, he he couldn't follow me down the road. And then, oh my God, then I, after swimming that day, I went home and my, my mother and father said, we have got something really, really bad to tell you. And Dan Tudor didn't wake up. And um, oh my God, isn't it funny that even now all these years that you, you still feel that? Hey, Karen, have you ever been hungry? Hungry? What do you mean by hangry? You know, when you're so hungry you become a little bit tired and
2: teasy or a little bit hungry. Well, I do love my food, so I suppose I have, Han, actually.
0: But it's because, isn't it, sometimes you just need good mood food, which has got to be the same for dogs. Our podcast pals Mutt have created an enhanced series of natural meals, treats and saps. They use hypoallergenic recipes that are approved by vets to give you peace of mind that you do and work with them at mealtimes and those special times in between. The recipes car are also tailored by
2: age. It sounds like our dogs are being better fed than us, to be honest with you. My puppy Suggs can sometimes feel anxious. Is there anything they've got that can help him?
0: Yeah, the Calm and Relax range, which is their bestseller, and dog owners rave about it. It's been formulated for dogs like your boy, who can be a little bit anxious.
2: Amazing! Where can I find out more about
0: Pooch and Mutt? Visit them at poochandmutt.co.uk. And for our podcast pals, there's a 25% discount across the website. All you've got to do is insert the code podcast. Pooch and Mutt, the health food company for dogs.
2: Do you know what? I was speaking to a friend of mine, a good friend on Saturday. She came dog walking with me and she said, do you know what the worst thing about owning a dog is? She said, is that they obviously don't live for years and years and years and her dog is seven and she said you know it gets me and I, like, my dog is six months and now i look at him and i think i just can't bear you know to be without him and and it's funny my partner he just like laughs at me he's like oh my god you you just like dote on that dog and i'm like but i do but he's like he's like he's like my baby and i never thought i would be like this to be honest with you but they are aren't they they're so much part of your family and, and you don't realize until you have one what they just get you here don't they they they're just absolutely amazing and and there's such little personalities i mean tell what is the the maddest thing
1: about shadow abby what has he done has he done anything particularly naughty since you've had him he's not naughty per se but he is he's just he's got the crazy legs i'm sure dog owners know what that means but you know when they sleep and they sort of sleep in that weird position on their back and they've got legs and arms flailing everywhere and he's he's got this really funny thing we say that he's he's clearly got split personality because when he's on his front he's got this most angelic gorgeous face you'd think oh my god this is the most beautiful dog you've ever seen in your life there's no way there's ever anything I've got that kind of mother complex that my baby is the most beautiful baby in the world and no one's ever going to tell me otherwise and then he rolls onto his back and it's like some sort of satanic demon has come <laughs> out <laughs> yeah. no he's he's great and he's got this real penchant for tissues I taught him this trick which is probably quite a bit self indulgent Where I, was, I taught him to go and get me tissues when I was crying and all I was sad so he would pull them out with his little teeth and then give it to me which was a really like nice thing until I left him alone with a box of tissues and the floor looked like Narnia and it had been snowing because it was just been ripped up all over the joint yeah my dad wasn't mad keen about that
0: how do you get a dog to you know, particularly the size of a black lab, to be delicate around the tissue. How do you train him? And really, were well, you sat there one day going, I'll tell you what would be a really good idea, if I train this dog to get me a tissue, because frankly, I can't be asked to pick my own.
1: Mine won't even drop a ball.
0: No, mine won't. It's useless. Abby, tell us.
1: I mean, I'm not, now you put it that way, I'm not even sure. It was just, um, I just... I, I I mean I handed him the box of tissues and he just he was just naturally very delicate with it and very gentle and this is another thing that I was sort of talking about the other night you know how dogs just in their head know what the word gentle means so like when you would say like here's like a biscuit and give it to your dog and they and if you say gently they know to be delicate with it and that fascinates me it's like that kind of similar thing but yeah I mean he's only little and he's quite susceptible I suppose and obviously bribe them with snuggles and uh treats that you probably shouldn't do. What do you think your mum would've made of him,
2: Abby? I mean you said earlier she absolutely loved dogs. What do you think she would have
1: made of Shadow in particular? She would have loved him. I mean there probably would have been a few rants of oh that bloody dog but um she she would have yeah she'd have really taken to him. I mean I say always about my mum. My mum's life calling was, was to be a mother and to look after other people right until the day that she died. And I think that extended to every dog we'd ever had and obviously to me and to my brothers. So yeah, she would have she would have loved him and thought that he was really special.
0: Because Car lost her mum about four years ago, actually, to, to the day, really, really recently was the anniversary. I, I knew Karen's mother really well. I door, she was lovely, Doreen. And I can remember going down her house and having uh, the nicest jam tart I've ever had on a Sunday cooking me a nice big dinner she did double portions for me because she was used to new port sizes didn't she because Karen never had dogs growing up and I'm just wondering you know what what do you think she would have made of Suggs Karen was she loved him because was she a dog person
2: well do you know what? I like my mum never had dogs either and um but she you know she, she like um, Abby's mum she was a proper mum you know she 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 nurtured everybody and um yeah that that was her her life calling really she she was she was brilliant and I think with Suggs Suggs is so lovable he's like a soppy English Springer Spaniel and I think she would have been she would have thought he was amazing you know and she would have just loved like cutching him and that's that's the uh, that's cuddling in in Welsh and yeah she would have she would have just loved him I think and um and he would have loved all the fuss and attention because he absolutely loves that so yeah definitely I would have, I would have loved for her. To have met him, you know, and uh, seen their relationship.
0: I, I was interested as well, Abby, what you said about uh, your mother and father thinking about their retirement, you know, and whether or not it's it's, it's right for for to have another dog when you're getting older in years, you know. And recently, my my mother and father have just got a dog. I like to call him Fat Yanto. Um, it's not fat yet, but literally after a fortnight at my mother's, he'll be like a tub of lard. Because my, my dad's uh, 75, my mom's 70, and they said, definitely not another puppy. We just, we just can't, you know, we, we're getting on now. And they... They'd recently lost their dog, a Jack Russell called Bertie. And I took my puppy up there and they fell in love with the puppy. And within a fortnight, my mother was sending me adverts of um, other cockapoos. And they've recently had Fat Yanto. So he gets his second injection this week. As soon as they saw the dog, they kind of fell in love. So their retirement plans went out of the window because they just needed that in the house. They needed something to get up for every day, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's it, isn't it? The plans change, I think, when my mum's still here, their retirement would probably look very different. They would have probably moved away from Cambridge somewhere near the sea. Um, but they've got lots of lovely grandkids who play a very big feature in all of our lives. Um, and they are really the biggest tonic alongside Shadow. And I think for my dad, you know, his his rest of his sort of life now, he's going to be doing the things that he exclusively loves, which, you know, he's now got the opportunity. Sadly, I think it's a prob- Bit of a naff way of putting it, but that he can go and do, he can go and travel to the places maybe he wanted to, and go out and do his, you know, four day grouse shoots, and without the guilt of what would my mum be doing. But I think, yeah, it's the plans do change, and it's just it's very sad. My mum did want another dog when we were when she was here, and we were talking about it, but it was again that replacement of Storm, and everyone sort of felt a bit guilty about, you know, felt like replacing a child. Um, a bit but yeah I think Shadow fits really nicely into the lifestyle that my dad is going to adopt now however bittersweet it may be he sounds like a real tonic Shadow for, for all of you we want to find out
2: now Abby what sort of dog mum you are so Hannah is going to ask you a series of quickfire questions over in Posh Paws Corner
1: love it okay I'm ready.
0: <laughs> Be quick, all right? Not thinking about this. Your first answer counts. On your marks, get set. Collar or harness? Collar. Crate or couch? Couch. Forest walks or beaches? Forest. Teeth brusher or bone giver? Bone giver. On the bed or banned from upstairs?
1: On the bed. Don't tell my dad. <laughs>
0: Love it. Oh. Designated areas or run of the house?
1: Run of the house.
0: Puppy class or watching YouTube videos?
1: YouTube videos.
0: Cats or dogs? Dogs. Labs or golden retrievers?
1: Ah, labs.
0: My dog Shadow is...
1: Crazy, cute and wonderful.
0: Amazing. Love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat. Brought to you by Pooch and Mutt the health food company for dogs.
2: That's it for today. Thanks for listening to Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat.
0: And if you want to get in touch with your own bits of top paternity advice, like how to make your hands, shoulders, knees and toes less tasty to a and pup, you can email us on laudable at reachplc.com or find Laudable Podcasts on social media. Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, <gasps> Repeat is a Team Dogs podcast and a Laudable production presented by me, Hannah Jones.
2: And me, Karen Price. It was produced by Daniel J. McLaughlin and it's available on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple. See you next time.